All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Life with Gerardo, where we're learning informal education from business owners, entrepreneurs, and just anyone that has any life lessons that have now succeeded in life. Today, we have Alex Shapiro with Can Monkey joining us today. What's up, Alex? How, How are you? Doing? doing well, man. Thank you for having me on. Of course, man. It's course. I have been wanting to talk to you for a while now because your guys' company is simple, not sexy, but profitable, and it's insane. Why don't you, before we even get into the background conversation, why don't you just tell everybody who you are, what you do, what you guys own, and go from there. Awesome. Thank you again. So Alex Shapiro, I'm the CEO, co-founder of CanMonkey. We are the first to automate trash day, essentially a marketplace for Airbnb or own homeowners to sign up their properties to get the cans taken to the curb and then return once they're emptied. Founded in Scottsdale, Arizona, okay. 2018. My side my, it was a side hustle. My main business was in title and escrow at the time, Okay, working with real estate agents, investors, being like a business consultant, learning a lot from them subconsciously. And... I think deep down I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but just didn't know how because I always was like a W-2 person. And when I was presented Cam Monkey, I initially laughed at the idea. My business partner started it. and But I saw a need in it, especially here in Scottsdale with some of my clients that were converting some of their long-term rentals into short-term rental. And unbeknownst to us, Scottsdale is a short-term rental mecca of yeah. the country, especially mm-hmm. at that time in 2017, 2018. And, and when the pandemic happened, I lost my job in corporate America and went all in in Cam Monkey. And since then, have expanded just from outside of Arizona to now over 23 states, over 100 cities, 7,000 properties on our platform. 7,000 properties. Congratulations to you guys. Thank you. Yeah. And really, like you said, taking a an easy concept that our biggest competitor is Johnny Next Door, little neighbor kid, taking the cans to the curb. Paying five bucks. Paying, yeah, $10 a week sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Not much more than what we're charging. And and, but we've been able to figure out how to not just create this business, but to make it sustainable, scalable, and like you said, profitable. And I truly believe, I think that's what all entrepreneurs say, but we're just getting started. Yeah. And that's just how we feel right now. We invested our money back into our own technology. So we are- Got like your own app, everything. On the Apple Store, Google Play. Got it. We're a, a real legit technology company. It's, it's crazy. We are a logistical technology company. My background's not in software engineering. My background's not in technology. My background's Love not it. even Love in it. business. I'm a delusionally optimistic person. And I thought I'd be able to do this. And I just kept doing it. And I just never quit. And so That's here we awesome. are now. That's awesome, man. Thank you for that. And congrats to you and your team and your partner. Like you said, you aren't or didn't have any plan to be here, but you're here, which is awesome. That's just the way God works. Mm-hmm. You just go all in on something and it can truly succeed. So before we talk about where you're at today, how your business is running, the challenges you did, why don't we talk about before, Alex, before Can Monkey? Mm -hmm. You mentioned you were in real estate title Mm -hmm. escrow. I'm a real estate agent here in Arizona, an investor. What, is that what you planned? Did you grow up here in Arizona? Where'd you go to college for? What did you originally want to be? Let's go from there. Question. I've never been asked really that on a podcast yet. I think I was never good in school. C's got degrees was my motto. Uh, <laughs> college wasn't really meant for me. I did go to SEC for two years, ASU for two years, never okay. never graduated. That senior year when people had offers, it just 
I didn't have that. I just, I just felt like I wasn't, I didn't know what I wanted to be. I went to Florida after college, did a, my uncle's a financial advisor. Okay. My, got my life insurance license. This is like- That's two, a tough test. Yeah. It, it was in 2010, right after I was you know done with ASU, realizing too, none of my 22-year-old friends really had any money to invest in or wanted life insurance policies. And, <laughs> and, and also the market was just crazy at that time. Yeah. So I came back from Florida after about eight months living there. After I told all my friends, I'll never see you again. No, not really. I came back my yeah, yeah, yeah. my legs and embarrassed and like a shame. Yeah. I'm like, what, yeah. what am I going to do now? And stumbled into real estate. I had a buddy who knew of my parents that was starting with a rehab company. Charter Home Alliance was a okay. Fannie Mae Sam vendor. One of two in all of Arizona that at that time, if you had an REO property, real estate owned property, yeah. and you're a real estate agent that could do that. You had to use Charter Home Alliance or another company to do your rehab to get a bid. So it was like shooting fish in barrel, especially for being 22, 23 year old, getting your first sales job. If you're an REO agent, which was all like, it's all public information. Yeah, yeah. I reached out to you and said, hey, you need to rehab your property, which a lot of people did. There's not time. Especially. Yeah. If you're getting a property from the bank, these homeowners were pissed. They were putting holes in the wall. Yeah, they're not in good condition. They're not in good condition. So we would go in there and we'd a bid and we'd fix it. And like I said, we were one of two companies all in Phoenix. So it was really shooting fish and barrel. And so I got to meet a lot of real estate agents from doing that. They were all REO, mainly in the West Valley, just because that's just how it worked. And after being there for a year, Fidelity National Title had reached out about needing help to grow their West Valley. And since I had a lot of connections over there in the REO realm. Making the connections with the real estate agents. I got into title and escrow from that aspect. So this was like 2011 now. And I was at Fidelity for a couple of years. I went to North American Title, which was you know owned by Lennar. They're not here anymore, but was there for five years. And I found a niche in the investor world. Since I was already in the, in the REO world, okay. I just started working with investors and investor agents. So and for still the title though? It, I, yeah, for title. So what I was doing, people who were big names in this market were like already using Fidelity at the time. Yeah. So I had to meet some of those people. But at the same time, I was really just starting that investor side of it. Okay. We had Blackstone, BlackRock were here. So we had some of these larger investors, but then you had some of these, not smaller, but like the Chris Imans, the Doug Hopkins, the guys yeah. that were going to the courtroom steps at that point. Still big. Still huge. Yeah. In their own, but not Blackstone. Correct. Some of those. So that was the era. They were the ones that started that. Then the TV show came out, Property Wars or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doug yeah. Hopkins. So like, it got big, but I just was in my own lane and I was just working with the investor worlds. When I went to North American Title, I did the same thing. I, I got really into getting data, getting leads. I would help people with 90-day foreclosures, helping them provide all this information that they would need to do their work. And what I learned in Title and Escrow, it's not sexy. It's an ancillary fee. You need it. It's like gasoline. Why go to Shell instead of Chevron? You're going to get gas, but maybe Chevron's five cents cheaper. Maybe Circle K has your favorite coffee inside, but whatever. Maybe they know your name, but you build this relationship with whatever it is. And so that's how I saw Title and Escrow. So I'd always try to come in it as a business consultant. How do I provide more value to you? How do I help you get an extra deal this month or two months or whatever it is yeah. that in return, just give me the title and escrow. So doing that for from 22 to 32, I think I just learned a lot. Oh, um, you were there for 10 years. Yeah, I did real estate till even in 2020 when I got laid off from my, my last company, I went back into real estate 2021 working with a like remotely working with Endpoint, which is owned by First American Title. So I had mm -hmm. to work with them from like 2021 to the end of 2021. So that okay. helped me keep going with Cam Monkey. So that was like a blessing. When and did, when, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. When you're going through this 10 year period, you said 22 to 23. Yeah. What was the 23? 22 to 32. 22 to 32. I'm sorry. When did 
can monkeys start? At what age? Yeah, They're so that was 30... like, so 22 was 2010, 11. I'd say 2018 was when I started, I invested in Cam Monkey in November of 2018. And you were how old? I was 28. 28? Yeah, oh. I was 28. Just to give a timeline for people. Yeah, I was, I was 28 or 29 because I had, my son was born in 2019. Yeah, so I was like, I was already 30. I think I was like 29, 30. Did you feel late? I know um, that's a weird question, but like 30 years old, I think in society today, everyone's saying, especially our, our parents, yeah. older generation, they're saying, Hey, you got to get your shit together. Yeah. You don't have, if you're, if you still don't have a career, you still don't have something. Now you're just off venturing, doing something else. And you're 30 years yeah. old, especially if you just had a kid. I'm sure you got some sort of outside perspective and hate saying, dude, what are you doing? Stick with where you're at. It's going good. Ride it out. So what happened? Yeah. And, and I think for me though, is that I did really well when I was in title escrow. I was making more money than my friends were. I actually had a career. I wear suits every day. Yeah. In my mind, I was like living this character. I was like, I got to wear a three-piece suit. I was like successful because that's what I looked like. I wasn't really successful. I didn't have the family at the time. I didn't have all that growing like into industry. Yeah, yeah. But I still had a career, which a lot of my friends didn't have. So I felt secure in that aspect and I was good at what I did. Personable, like I said, title and escrow, you need it as long as you can yeah. meet people and, and do what you say you're going to do and you do good for them. They introduce you to people. And so it was really easy. But to your point, when I got laid off in 2020 and I decided to take that whole rest of the year from like May to the end of 2020, I got a lot of, a lot of hate from my from personal family members because yeah. they're like, go back to title and escrow. What are you doing now? Like, why starting Cam Monkey? Go back and get a career. Like, go back to your career. So, huge. so that was hard for me because... I had come from something that I know I could do, but oh, that's what the easy part was, is that I knew I could go back and title an escrow and I knew I would succeed. And I also thought- I guess that's a good point. As a back end, you know what? If I fail, fuck it. Title and escrow is going to be there. That was my fallback. And I think because I had that, I was lucky. I didn't think of it as lucky, but that's how my thought process was going. I said I was a delusionally optimistic person. So I was thinking, okay, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to another company and rebuild from scratch. And I'm going to do it because I had done it before at Fidelity and- American title and WFG. Yeah. I'll do it again. But what if I did that at Cam Monkey? I, I've never failed at anything in my life. Maybe I didn't keep going forward with, with life insurance. I sell my license right now. I still sell it. It wasn't my main thing, but like, yeah. I, I've never really failed at anything that I didn't think I could succeed in. Hmm. So that's why I went in with Cam Monkey. Also knowing subconsciously I had title and escrow if I had to fall back. back. If yeah. I had to. But that's why I didn't want to. And even when in 2021, 2021, when I got that part-time or full-time job as a, in remote, it was like, oh, why am I doing this? But like I had to. I wasn't making any money in Cam Monkey. All the money was going back into the company. Yeah. And so everything just worked exactly the way still it should Still needed to pay bills. And you still needed I, to do. I had, I made some good money when I was entitled to escrow. I saved a lot. I, I learned from my uncle and financial advising. I never thought, I always had good years. So like I never thought the pandemic. Uh, but because of all that, I had life insurance policies, I had cash value in them. I did everything I was supposed to do. I and you probably had some reserves. I had reserves. I was day trading a lot, which I think everyone was during that time. Yeah. And I and I had enough money that I'm going to get survive for, for X 2020. Amount. Yeah. And that's why when 2021 came up and that opportunity came up, it was like too good to be true. Because it's like I can keep going through my own like money or I can now get paid to do something I know I'm good at. I, it's remote. And I can still build Cam Monkey. So I took that job remotely. But I remember I was flying to Park City, opening up you know, Park City and Cam Monkey and still having meetings in the morning and the meetings. With your other job. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
They didn't know because I was always there. I was yeah, always on, yeah. It was remote. And it doesn't matter as long as everyone's getting the job and done. Was, and I was doing my job because I was good at what I did. I had oh, the yeah. connections. But I think this is something important, but it's not like necessarily important. I was at a bachelor party of March of 18, and we were going to Tahoe. And this was like the first I could be my year of becoming an entrepreneur. And what it was, was we were on a bachelor party. We were taking a bus going to our Airbnb. And a buddy of mine was watching Billions, a TV show on Showtime. Yeah, I've seen it. A billionaire who essentially invests in company and then manipulates it and gets it better and then sells it. Yeah. And, and when Camelke came up, I remember, oh my God, this is my Bob. Bobby Axelrod moment. I can be like a you know in billion. Like okay. I can invest in Cam Monkey, uh, yeah, and I can influence it. And that was like the thought process. Like when I got into Cam Monkey, when I was still in Title Nescrow, it was hey business partner, you do operations, make sure the cans get to the curb, make sure that it gets done. I'll do the sales and marketing. I'll increase it. You make sure. And that was the relationship. Yeah, all of 2018, all of 2019, and then 2020 is when we started scaling. And back when we talked about earlier, yeah, yeah. Why don't, don't we get into? Why don't yeah. we get into that? So. 2018, 2019, 2020, you're scaling. You realize you can be on this side of the game. Partner could be on this side of the game. Now, when did you say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and quit this. And now let's go in full time. I would never have. I didn't get fired. And that's really I would never when did you get fired? May 20th, 2020. Wow. From WFG during the pandemic. Otherwise, you would have stood there. I would have stayed. Still today. <laughs> Why would I left? I, yeah. I had W2. I had health insurance for my kids. I had bad stuff. We're still building something on this on the side. And it was just going to be on the side. And I was thinking, look, if I made $2,000 a month from this eventually, that'd be great because I was already making money. I just wanted like extra little th- It was never going to be yeah. the main thing. But not if the pandemic didn't happen. You can always look in retrospect things now. But that yeah. didn't happen. I wouldn't have been doing this. <clears throat> Cam Monkey wouldn't have been doing this. And I get asked now, would you do it again? No. Like, it was the hardest thing growing Cam Monkey. Was it? It was the hardest thing. It's still hard, but it's like easier now. Right? Yeah, like, of course. It's like doing thousands of stops a day, 11,000 stops a week. And it was harder when we had 100 stops because like it was Mark and I, my business partner. And yeah, you know, you're doing them, huh? We're doing it. That's so it funny. was hard. I think that's uh, the back end that people don't see. Oh my gosh, these guys, Mark, Alex, they have X amount, 7,000 properties, different cities. Got all these people. They're not pulling out cans anymore, but hey, it was 200. Right. 150. Right. You, you just can't afford to pay anybody else to do it. No. You got to be out there and doing them yourself. And what's cool now is that I'm a big believer in like helping others, give or gain. I'm a beacon of light for those who can't see in the dark is like a, a mantra uh-huh. that I, I say. And, and now we're helping a lot of these people in this gig economy. We're paying over six, six figures a month to can runners, making sure that they get the cans to the curb and back. But that's us helping the economy. That's help yeah. us helping individuals looking for extra income, whether it's 20, 50, 60 dollars a day or a couple hundred dollars a week. It's really cool, but it started with us taking the cans of curb. Let's uh, talk about it. Keep, keep going in with your with your starting process from whatever year till now. I want to see how that business grows, yeah. your challenges, what you learned from that. Yeah. And then at the end we'll talk about some things you could have tweaked, some things maybe yeah. you would have changed. Let's go into that. I remember in you're the beginning, talking about a hundred cans or whatever. Yeah, so I remember in the beginning, so in let me think about this real fast. So in 2020, it was a weird market, obviously, because the world was shutting down. Yeah. We had just gotten on our first major enterprise client. It was Turnkey, who now got bought out by Vacasa. They're not here anymore. But in, originally, in the beginning, even when I got in 2018, 2019, 2020, that was all Arizona. We were just in Arizona. And just marketing to homeowners? Just, no. Just or like, Airbnbs? When I came in, I started going after 
Airbnbs, vacation rentals, short-term rentals. Are you calling like property management companies or just anybody that owned an Airbnb? So my back, like how I've been able to grow everything is off LinkedIn. Um, okay. I love LinkedIn. Uh, if you don't use LinkedIn, I don't. You should. Um, <clears> if, you build, <throat> if you create a LinkedIn account right now, you're going to be putting who you are, the company you work for, your title, um, your location, pertinent information like that. Yeah. So I reverse engineer everything in my life. So if I need to look for a cleaning company in Phoenix, I'm going to put in CEO, cleaning, Airbnb, put all these keywords in. And if you're on LinkedIn, your name's going to come up. I'm going to reach the owner. I'm the hi owner. I've heard great things about your company. I want to reach out. Are you looking for a partner that can take your cans to the curb? So this is something right. that we can do for That's you. That's what you're doing every day. That's what we're doing. Yeah, so I do that all in the beginning while I was also going after real estate agents, while I was also going after people sell life insurance policies to. I did the same thing. Who would I sell life insurance policies to? Business owners, executives, CEOs, people who have money. What would I do? I go to LinkedIn. Who am I looking for? CEOs in what city? Phoenix. Hey, business owner, CEO, do you have, do you know that you can use uh, life insurance policies as cash value and help you become your own bank? I already know that. I don't need you. Cool. I didn't know that. Want to have a meeting? Sure. It's the same thing you do in every process. You got to knock yeah. on doors. Whether it's physically knocking, calling. Whatever it is. So that was me in the beginning. I was, I'm just going to target audience, you know, sniper, like individually people. Now where we're at is we market on door hangers, mailers. We have a route that we know that is bringing in a 60% profit margins. I know if I add on five more properties within this two mile, I can go from 60 to 80% profit margins. So now maybe I'll send mailers to the nearest neighbors. And I go back to my real estate background. I pull data. I skip trace. I pull out wow. the non-owner occupieds. I do everything I taught all these people to do in yeah. real estate. I bring in my own life now. So like subconsciously, everything Isn't I that have- crazy how God lines that up where it's, you don't know where your end goal or where you're going to end. But when you're going through these motions, going through different jobs, learning through this, learning through that, it sets you all up for where you're at now. Yep. And I think everybody listening to us needs to understand that if maybe if you're in a valley right now and you're like, I just hate my job or I don't like doing this, maybe be grateful for, number one, you have a job. But number two, hey, what am I learning from here? And then it will maybe take you off to your next step when wherever you may go. You're so right. You you never know what's preparing you for the next thing. And sometimes what I found out myself is like sometimes the worst thing that happens to you could be the best thing. And to our point, I I got fired from my job, middle pandemic, three kids at the time. Everything one relies on me. What am I going to do now? Shit, I got this side gig that if I can get this up, if I can get this up to this many properties, then maybe I can take out a thousand dollars. Okay, if I get this, this maybe I can take out two thousand. Okay, now if I take two thousand, that can help me pay for this. And then like you start like reverse engineering. Mm-hmm. And so back to that now, like in March of twenty twenty, we had just gotten this, or February, we had just gotten seventy properties on. And I think we had just uh, increased wow. over thirty or over three hundred properties at this point. Okay, pandemic happened. We had just lost those 70 properties. So we're like, oh shit, we're all done. We just finally got to 300. So after two years, two and a half years, we had to 300. That's a long time. Side note now, we're adding like 600 a month now. So, so it took me, (laughs) so like we're growing. You're growing. But what, that's why I remember in the beginning, like it took forever. It took forever. And at this 300 mark, you're still going out there? Oh yeah. I'm so, yeah. So like I, we're mainly in Scottsdale and then I wanted it. I live in Mesa. So I'm like, we're going to do Mesa. And my business partners, we can't do Mesa. because There's not enough properties. I'll do them. This is in the beginning. But okay. then also, like, we get that client that has 70 properties. They happen to have eight in Mesa. We're doing them all. You have to. 
We have to. That's my thought process. My business. No, we can't. I'll do them in Mesa. You have no choice. Then they're eight, not going to hire somebody separate just no. for those seven properties. Exactly. And then they probably wouldn't give you the whole thing if nah. you're not. Like now, like those eight initial properties in the East Valley that we took on, like now we have 500 properties. Like we have over three, we have like 2,500 properties in the Phoenix area. Okay. 3,000 probably in the whole state, including Tucson, Zona, Flagstaff. Okay. Out but there. And the Phoenix market, this is our baby. Bread and butter. Where, yeah, this is where we started. And if you don't take on those properties, you can't expand. It's a song and dance. When do you know when to hire? I think that's somebody, especially talking to these small business owners right now that are listening. You're going out there doing 300 and you guys are doing them yourself now. I feel like you can only grow so much until you realize, hey, like you said, the only way for me to grow is I got to take on more properties. Yeah. I take on five more hundred properties. Yeah. I can't do all those by myself. Yeah. When did you guys know, hey, maybe it's time for us to get employees or whatever the case was? Walk us through that. Yeah. You've lost these 70. You've yeah. lost these 70 that you just hit 300. Yep. Where do we go from here? So we lost them. We go back down to 210. I think it's all over. Now it's, I think, April. They bring them back on. Like, oh, okay. Because now the <clears> market <throat> came back up. And now everyone knows the whole Airbnb industry, like 2020, 2021. Boom. Booming. So also, like, unbeknownst, I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't know I was going to go get fired, go all into a company. I also didn't know that trash was even an issue. Now I go to all these different conferences and people are like, oh my God, this is genius. And now I know that we're in all these markets. They all need us. And there's yeah. no other company doing it. So I didn't know that. It'd be easier now if I knew everything I knew now, because then I'd be like, oh, it's of course, yeah. Now, after five years in it, there's finally light at the end of the tunnel. You know, now I'm like, oh my God, this is what I did. This is great. Now we're getting offers to get bought out. Oh my God. We're doing like over you know, millions of dollars in revenue every year. Yeah. Oh my God, now is a real business. In the beginning, let's do what? Taking cans to the curb. And there's no one to bench yeah. us off of. There's no one no. else doing this. So we couldn't say, well, yeah, look at that company over there. They have 10,000 yeah. properties. I want to get to 10,000. It's like a buddy of mine. He started a poop removal company. And I thought it was the dumbest thing ever. And he's getting people paying him 45 to 60 bucks every month to go out there. And he just picks up once a week. If yeah. they want more, it's more. I know. And I'm like, people aren't picking up their own. I, I'm, I just thought that was crazy because I, mean, I come from a Hispanic family. We got a dog. Your ass is getting out there and yes. picking up that poop. Yes. So somebody's paying it. And they got kids. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> we're going and we're in this world of do it for me. Uber, Grubhub, Instacart, GoPuff, all these different yeah. jobs out there. Poop picker upper. Is it do it for me? And save that time. Save the time. Whatever it is. I have a dog at my house. I got four kids. No one picks up the dog poop. I'm the one that's doing it. And it gets to a point. Okay. Instead of my wife yelling at me every other Sunday about you haven't done it yet. What's $40? And you start thinking about it like that. What's $40 or 45 Okay. Someone comes to my house once a week and picks it up. That sounds pretty nice. Yeah. Like, don't got to worry about it. So you start thinking about if you don't know, and that our biggest issue is that no one knew that we exist. Okay. So once people know that you exist, now they can make a, a decision on that. Do and I that's need a can of how you grew. That's how we grew. So once we get in, what I knew is that people had multiple properties. They needed us. They just didn't even know it. So that's wow. why it's like, hey, you have 25 properties. Do you need help with your trash cans? Yes. Cool. Can we help you? Yes. Can you give me your, your property list? Here you go. Okay, cool. And so also when we were scaling, you're right. You get to a certain point where it's like Mark's not in the office anymore. He's running routes all day. He's getting tired. He's I'm getting burned out. Okay. Let's take what route. How do we make a route for someone else? You know, maybe. Yeah. So instead of you doing 100 properties a week, maybe you do 50 properties. We get those 50 properties in a good route. So we build a route. How's that look? And so the thought process was like, how does that look? And how do you pay somebody? 
so the do thought, 50 cans. Yeah, the thought process in the beginning, and we're not, this is not how it is, because like now, like there's an algorithm. That, like, yeah, yeah, we'll talk but, about that later. I but but how it was, through. the thought process was like, let's pay someone $20 an hour. Can they do 20 stops an hour? Let's pay them like a dollar stop. But that was an okay. easy thought process. Okay, so here's our properties. Can we get all these? And then you do like Google Maps. I'm just that. This yeah, this yeah. That. See we, how much, how long our, it should take you. And then that's what we did. Okay, it should take you 45 minutes to go boom, boom. Okay, now add two minutes for each service stop, two times 15, extra 30. So this is going to take an hour. And 15. Then, hey, we'll pay someone like, in the beginning, like, we started off at $17 an hour. We now went up. But like, you just start to figure it out. But you also have to think, and this is my thought yeah. process because I know someone's going to ask this. Yeah. When I hear that, I'm thinking, who in the world is just going to work? For one hour a day yeah. for twenty bucks. Yeah. Um like we need somebody that's gonna be full time. Yeah. Nobody wants to be So that's where the people's thought process goes to and they don't know there's a gig economy. Crap. And there's some people that only want to work one to two hours a day. There's some people that maybe are doing Grubhub, Instacart, other in Uber Eats. Uber Eats. And maybe they're doing those other things, but they're just not making enough. And you're right, one route is not, you know, that enticing. It's not especially seventeen dollars. But what we do is we're able to give them multiple routes if that we pay them every day or we used to pay them three days a week. But then you add it up. And this is the cool thing. Like we're not just giving them one route. They're giving them that same route every week. They can get another route. So now it's one route on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Now you're making an extra $125 that week for working five hours. You know, that's times four, making yeah. five hundred dollars. That's your you know side you, cash that's money. Your rent. Yeah, that's your car payment. And now yeah. you're doing these other jobs that at least entertainment you know, Cam, money or something. Right. Now Camelke's giving you five hundred dollars a month to take some cans to the curb. That's not bad. And I think it's also what's cool about that is going back to that gig economy, people got wore out of being an Uber driver yep. or a Lyft driver. I know I did it for a little bit and it was great side cash. Yep. And people were in my car. Yep. Then especially when COVID hit, people were like, oh my God, walls were up in yep. Ubers. Yep. People were wearing gloves. So with this, it's just you. And I think that's why at Grubhub and Uber Eats, they do so well because I know people that are like, I would love to do something like this, but I have kids. Yep. They're like, okay, put your kids in the back, have them watch your iPad while you put your the Grubhub food yep. in the front seat yep. and you go take it. Yeah. And what we found also about that is that we were, we were talking earlier, we, we only do single family housing. So what we've heard about like Grubhub and uh, Uber Eats is that they have to go to an apartment complex. They got to find the property. It takes True. a little longer. Take a little bit of time. They go, they go to the restaurant. The food's not ready. They're waiting. So you're not counting how long you're waiting for, your drive time, looking for the place. And with us, we're saying That's this is going to take you 40 Two minutes. It's going to take you 45 minutes to do 18 stops and you're getting paid $26. For sure. Do you want it? Yeah. Yeah. And is that how you started your original model? Essentially. Right when you start realized, hey, we have to hire somebody, you knew from the start that, hey, we're going to pay somebody this yeah. and then that's it. Yeah. So like essentially like how it started is like my brother was uh, a fraternity president here in ASU. So like okay. things just worked out the way that it always does. To. So it was like May of uh, 2019. And this is like when I was still doing part time and he was helping. Uh, he was at the office with his frat brothers. And and at first when we started expanding, like we had some properties, they were doing them. I was like, oh, this is great. Let's get fraternity brother, brothers in every market. This will be great. And then they all graduate and you're like, oh my God, I got to <laughs> start over again. Yeah, they not, got a new, this is they got a real work. job now. <laughs> yeah, it's not work. But in the beginning we were able to work with them and we said, okay, this is going to take you an hour and 15 minutes and we'll pay you $22 for, or $25, whatever it is. 
but what they would do is like they would do it and like like Mario when you did like the Mario game and you you played it then like you had a ghost and you're trying to beat your last score. Yeah, yeah. That's how they are. So yeah, it takes me an hour and twenty minutes, but I'm gonna do this an hour and ten. I'm gonna do this an hour. So they're still gonna get paid the same amount they're of still money. Get paid the same. So like, we might pay them an hour and a half to do it, but they're getting it done in an hour. So it doesn't take them two minutes. It takes them thirty seconds. And they they know the shortcut. And if now. the route is getting faster, you do it, something, you're yes. going to get it faster eventually. Yes. So that's how we were in the beginning. And now we're at with our technology and our own application. Now it's all built out exactly. So we do drive time, stops per route. All this is accounted for. So if there is a bad route, you're making X amount of money. If it's a good route, you're still making X amount of money. At one point, you just got, you get to a point where you know what, at, no, at any cost, just get the routes done. Because that's what we're getting paid to do. And ultimately, if I don't take the cans to the curb on the right day, now you're left with extra excess cans. And now I'm going to be called a liar. I could eliminate now you. Be, yeah, now I'm going to be you're, called. You're not doing what you told me to do. That so you were going to do. Now I'm going to get fired. Now I have to give them back money. Now they're going to pay for on-demand trash removal. Now, like, my margins that were very small are now gone because now i got to go get 1-800-JUNK to go. As much as it's an easy concept, there's a lot of variables. So if I'm doing, like, 11,000 stops in a week, we're not making any mistakes. And if we do. It's like one-offs where it's like yeah. a new can runner maybe couldn't get into the backyard because they didn't realize the gate was janky. Maybe we had a can runner on there for the last couple of weeks that understood they got to lift. Like some people try a little bit harder than others. We're still dealing with humans at the end of the day. Even yeah. Like giving perfect instructions. Not everyone. It's still something. So it's still to have a 99.6% accuracy rate across 50,000 stops. But even that, 50,000 stops, there's still issues on a couple there of, always a will lot be. of there, there are. always will be. And what we did was that application that we built why don't you talk about that? Why yeah. don't we talk about from, okay, you were hiring the fraternity runners. Yep. You realize they got to go get a real job. Yep. So then where did, how can you now scale when these guys are gone? What made you guys realize, hey, you need to find more permanent solution employees. Yeah. And what, how did you guys go that route? So the biggest issue was always like not having enough can runners at one point. And the, I'd be like, all our problems would be solved if I just had a pool <coughs> of can runners. If I get, if you're supposed to do this route and you called me at three o'clock, I can't do it. Okay, crap. Who's gonna do it now? Okay, as long as I had a pool of can runners, it was never a problem. And I got really good at one point where like I was, I wore every hat. I was hiring can runners. I, so I would figure out I could get a can runner on the same day to go do a route. I would get things done. But then it's like, look, I'm gonna hire. I want someone just to hire can runners. So then I'm like, I gotta bring someone in W two, or how does that look? And you just figure it out. But our end goal was to always have enough can runners. How do you find them? Facebook ads, uh, Craigslist ads, book groups. We would get like very targeted. Like we're in Park City. I would go to like Park City High School, Park City Church. Look, people who are in Park City and these Facebook groups, anyone looking to make extra income, they got really in. And so you get to figure these things out in the beginning. So yeah. when you're going to other people, tell them these systems and process, what's your SOP? But we did realize that we were limited with the technology that we had and it wasn't our own. It was off the shelf apps. It was apps that were for businesses, but not our business. There was nothing for ours. I think the closest app that we could have probably used would be like a pool route, put a property. But even that, like I had to take a can to the curb one day, the next day I got to take the can back day. Um, also it's like some of these areas, look at our map as a large, it, it, it could be like, there's a route right here. There are all these properties are right next to each other, really condensed. But there's a road right here that these properties go out on Monday. These properties go out on Tuesday. So like now some, you might be taking half. You have 20 stops. 10 cans are going to the curb. 10 cans are coming back. So it's not all just cookie cutter. All these cans True. are going out. So it's like everything was changing. So it's like, I don't have an app for that. I don't have a, 
when we went to Austin, Texas. Recycling is every other week. They don't oh, have, that's different. That's different. You go to Florida. They have two trash days a week. How do I implement? So like, there's all these things that started coming up. I need my own technology. Once again, everything happens exactly how it's supposed to happen. One of my buddies I had brought on and hired, his best friend's older brother, was a, an app builder and had just Perfect. let go. Let, you know, just uh, was getting not let go, but his company was getting bought out. He's like, I don't want to go through this. He like left. He reached out literally his first day of unemployment and said, "Hey, can you help us like build an app?" He goes, "I got free time," and we're like, "Okay." And put him to work, and he built this phenomenal app. Which is it an app that only you guys use, or you guys put ours. it on the app? No, it's, it's Do you put it on the Apple Store for other people to like no, buy? It's, or it's only ours for Can Monkey. Yeah, okay. but it's on the Apple Store and Google Play for our Can runners to download. Got it. Okay. And then for our clients, they use they use like App Dot Can Monkey. It's not like on the App Store, but it's like a like different a, service. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a website. Okay. I just like, didn't know if you guys were like how you were using those third party sites. Yeah. I didn't know if you had built your app for other companies to mimic it. No, it's a thought process out there. Okay. Yeah, because one of those things like... You already I, have the software built. I already have the software built. You know, I give you the app. Now you're able to use it. Implement in your own system, right, with your now, own business, right. whatever it is. The only thing that, that I, I feel would be... I don't see an issue with it because I'm, I'm biased, obviously, but it, I would like it also because, like, say you're trying to do the same job or same thing as I am, and I, I don't care. Abundance. Go do it. I'm the only one right now, not me, the company... That's getting the, the word out there that there's a can to curb service. We yeah. When we started Cam Monkey, we did the trademarks. and It's a huge need and not a lot of people know about it. No one knows about it. And when we did the trademarks and copyrights, they actually created a category can to curb for us. No way. So we That's own, huge. We own Can Runner, Cam Monkey, all these different terms. We own all those stuff because we're the only ones doing it. So now if anyone wow. comes into our, this marketplace, which there has been, and they took the name Can Runner because they saw us, we sent them a cease and desist. Can't do that. I, I can do that. No, you can't because you're in our market. Yeah, you know, like I can start. Wow, I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Why not? Why not franchise Can Monkey? Why did you guys decide to go the route that you went? Because I know a lot of people. Yeah. Listening again, we speak to everybody. Why not say, you know what? I already built it here. I could just sell everything I built here. Sell to Austin. Yeah. Sell it to here. Yeah. Sell it to here. Now make your royalties every month, and yeah. now not have to deal with your headache of. Managing your employees in Austin or your can runners yeah. in Austin or whatever the case may be, because we don't need to. I mean, it's a simple question because like we don't need to. Um, and I'm I'm handling it all from here, so it's I don't need a. That's how the model works. Why doesn't Uber do franchises? They don't need to. They are managing everything from their Airbnb. They don't need to. So I don't need to. If I want to make some extra income, I probably could sell some franchises and get fifty thousand yeah. dollars here and there. But now they do a shitty job. Now it's reflecting me. Still your name. It's still my name. Yeah, and it's That's and I, good. And I, I guess control too. And I don't and I don't need them. There's nothing that they're gonna bring to the table that no value for you. And then I'm not saying that in a cocky way. And if someone's like business matter, if someone said to me, "Hey, are you in New Hampshire?" I'm not. I got two thousand properties I'm gonna bring on, but I want. I'll be in New Hampshire tomorrow. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. If, it, if it's hey, I think it's a great idea. I want to open a franchise. Can you help me? Then I'm doing everything the for same. You. Yeah. And now, now I'm splitting the profits with you. Like, I can just do it myself. I can just do it myself. Yeah. And no one's going to you. True. They're going to go to me for Cam Monkey. Because you built the name. The brand. So yeah. that's what we have. Okay. But it's definitely been a thought process. And we get asked all the time. And we're not opposed to it. I think it'd be more, I would be more open if it was like in Canada or Australia or a country that like, I don't know the currency. I don't know the, yeah. I don't know the rules and legislation. All Let that. them run that. Let them run that. You just get your royalty. But in the States, when I'm already like in 20, I don't need to. And, and I hate saying that because I, I would love to, but 
No, I think if anything, it'd be opening up the application to other That'd people. That would be the best, yeah. And also, look, if you do it, you have 100 properties on there, and then you're like, no, I can't do this anymore because you're not making money or whatever. It's I have that information on that application that I own, and it's, do you want me to buy that from you, or do you just, are you just giving up? And I already have all that data on there. That's true. So that's like kind of the bias part where like, I like I that. I like it too. That's why. No, that I, that's makes why sense. I, that's why I would do it. Yeah, so no, no, that makes sense. I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah. So. That's, so today you're in how many states? Twenty-three. Twenty-three states. I think what I want everybody to know is you have. I'm gonna say no W two employees because maybe you got a couple. We but, do. We have five. Okay, five W two employees. Yes. That's huge. Yeah. Five W two employees in twenty-three states. How in the world are these cans getting picked up? Explain it because this is huge for people. We built the systems and processes. It's a technology. It's this. It's the same in every market. It's you are the Uber of trash. Of trash. Yes, we automate trash day. And as long as we have a route that's already built, you're adding a property onto a route that's already built. That just makes it more condensed, which helps our profit margins even better. Wow. So nothing else changes. Unless you're giving me a property that's not in the oh all these properties go out on Tuesday and you have one on Monday I I can't do that and I, I'm okay to say no with people now but now even in markets that don't behoove us hey I got 15 properties can you guys come do you know anyone else in the market and this is how we grown in other markets where I told someone I can't do it for 15 but if you know anyone else and they're like ask a competitor I said I don't really see it as a competitor more like a collaborator if you have this issue maybe they have this issue and like oh, thanks for nothing all right sorry. Two weeks later, hey, I found two more companies. I got you 50 properties. Can you come now? Yeah, thank you. So you got 15. Screw this guy your had own 15. business this for you. Got, he just brought me another 30, oh, wow. 35 properties. It makes sense. Their solutions, there. whether you were there or not, their problem still is there. And what we found out is that, and people will say, I can't do it with my 15, so you can't do it either. Like, That's a good point. But I probably couldn't do it with your 15, but I don't just have your 15. I have your 15, they're 20, they're 30, these 40. I have 100, so your 15 is part of other 85 properties that now I'm building a route on a massive scale, volume. And the fact that I can keep a $49 monthly price across the board is because I got 7,000 properties. So Phoenix, we're killing it here. Our profit margins in some of these Scottsdale areas are huge, like 89, because, 90%. Because, and correct me if I'm wrong, they're usually all on the same day. Yep. They're all within X amount of miles. Yep. So you can get all the cans picked up in certain amount of time yep. without having to hire somebody else. Yeah, you got basic math. If you're charging $50 a month, we're going to your property 12 times a month, $4 a visit. If I can pay someone a dollar, I'm making like 75% profit margins right from there. Just basic math. Yeah, yeah basic. So, so then say I add another property on, now it's going to 80. Now I add another property More on. properties, more, all you're doing is adding a more route to the I'm route. someone already the same amount for that property. They're giving you maybe That's just like huge. two minutes. I like it. Did you, have you had, now with your model, because I'm super intrigued. Have you had hard time finding the can runners as far as, because I'd imagine you probably, like you said, you put it on the Facebook group, put it on Craigslist, hey, become a can runner. Nobody heard, nobody's heard of that term. Have you had trouble with people actually working? In I the, don't know. In the beginning. That's even the right word. Yeah, but. in the beginning, for sure. From what you just said right there. And yeah. in, in the beginning, when we weren't on the Apple Store and Google Play, and I'm call, I'm finding you on Facebook, and I'm saying, hey, you want to take some cans to curb? You know, download this app. Who are you? Like, <laughs> yeah, what is this? And But now, they 
go to the Apple store. They have to go on. You seem app. legit now. You seem legit. So in the beginning, like I said, like if I'm getting you off a Facebook ad, if I'm getting you off like a Craigslist, and then I'm saying, oh, download this app off the app store. Then You're I, a scammer. I need you to get Slack downloaded. I need you to now have you no know, ways. I need you to download. They're downloading. And that's why like, I can't believe we were able to scale with just using with, that still. Because that didn't make any sense. Like When you were using that, before you did your app, how many customers did you have? I thought we were genius when we were doing that. I'm like, look, I put all these things together. <laughs> look at my, my tech stack. Yeah. It was great. And then it's, no, it's horrible. We're using four apps in one phone, and but they were still doing it. But even at that point, I, I don't necessarily know the number, but I do know that we had a thousand properties before we hired our first W2 employee, Mark and I. Really? Yeah. It was like 987 properties. And I finally... And you were doing them still that same method, just through was, the yeah. Craigslist, Facebook, all yeah. that. And he just, his name's James, my operations uh, manager now. And he came on January 24th, 2022. So I remember 2021, Thanksgiving, I was in Ohio. I was in Montana for Christmas that year. And at that point, my business partner would, would bump heads a lot. And, and we're perfect as b- business partners in bumping heads, even that. It's um, really the yin and yang. Definition of entrepreneurship is jumping off the cliff and building the airplane while you fall. Yeah. And that's me. And he's, we're tied together with a rope and he's still in that cliff saying, wait, not, <laughs> I don't have the right bolt. I'm like, fuck you, we're coming. Yeah. And so we're perfect. But in that same aspect, like when I'm ready to go do something, hey, we're going to Austin. Whoa. Let's look at it. And I'm like, what do you want to look at? Boom, boom. I've already thought of it all. It's goes, the same system. But then he's, oh, no. Uh, uh. But you have to have that guy that dots your eye, cross your T. Even yeah. though I think I've already dotted them all, it's still nice to have. Still someone. finds them. Yeah. And, and what I learned is a lot about myself about even in my, I've gone like through therapy and then I've learned things about myself and like different things, which has helped me even communicate better with my business partner. But I would take like that as like an insult. Like I've, I've built business before. I hadn't built business. I built like other people's businesses in real estate. I worked for W2, but he had background in what he, so I realized like he does know what he's talking about. Like, I come from Fortune 500 companies that already have cash have flow, built. already built. I say, hey, I got to take this guy out to the Suns game. Here's $500. Okay, cool. Put on your expense report. Okay, cool. You don't think about it. No, but now you no. talk to the guy who's like the money guy. And oh, I'm going to go do Oh, we can't. What do you mean we can't? My, my thing <laughs> yeah. is always find an answer. So what do you need for me to do this? You're going to need to get 10 properties signed up. For, whatever. Okay, done. Like, I'll do it right now. Don't tell, tell me I can't do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And that's like how we work together. But we got to 987 and we had some other people that he would brought he brought in to help us. And it was like just family, friends, and they didn't care. And I was the face of the Cam Monkey. I'm the one that's selling everyone. I'm the one. I'm Cam Monkey at this point. Like now Cam Monkey is like a brand and it's yeah, a little yeah, bit bigger yeah. than me. But in the beginning it was me. I'm calling you. I'm saying, this is what we're going to do. And we didn't do it. Who are you calling? You. Me. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's not me doing it. So then I would go to him. Like, what the hell's going on? So I got to a point where I said, like, Basically, gave him an ultimatum. Like, I'm going to go start my own stuff or we're going to do this the right way because I can't have these people do this and it makes me look bad and I'm not doing this anymore. It's, it's hurting my mental health. I, I don't like this. I, I, I need to do something. So I'm like, I took on, I put on all the hats. And I remember I was in, it was like probably for three months. And I remember vividly, it was when I was in like Thanksgiving to Christmas that time. And we had a thousand properties and I was doing the hiring of can runners or you know, bring them on, onboarding of can runners. I was bringing on the new properties. I was doing still routes in, in Mesa. I was still traveling. I was still- Thousand properties and you're still running routes. Oh, yeah, yeah. In Mesa. Wow. Um, if it didn't work out, I had to do you it. You had to do I it. I had to do it. And also, it's, I, we had to pay someone to do it. So I would rather keep that money, not for myself, but back yeah. in the company. That's uh, how we built the whole thing. Like 
I didn't make any money from Camelkey for four years. We just started making money in the, like the last year. Like my business partner and I, like we built, started taking your own draws. Yeah, and stuff, like of our application, like we just got verbal. We built it, and it's phenomenal. But we built it for I don't even want to say the number, but like, not what it should be. Yeah, yeah. We got really lucky with this guy, and from what I've told. We should have eight to nine or eight to 10 different software engineers. And each engineer is like 150 to $180,000 a year. Oh, wow. So, and we built this in less than two years. So from that alone, you're telling me I should have 10 people that have been paying $100,000 each for two years. Yeah. So it should be like a two, two three million, million. Yeah, project. And, I, and that's not what we did. So I know we've been very scrappy in yeah. everything we have. And our prices the way they are. So now when there are competition coming in, what are they putting their prices at? Camelkey's prices. What are Camelkey's prices? Camelkey's prices for Mark and I is something that we just made up. <laughs> it's $49 yeah. at volume. So at now you're going to come into a market that we're already in trying to compete with us, probably go lower than 49 You're not, not making any, make money. any money. And I, and I don't feel bad, but it's just like, I, I want to tell them like, raise your prices higher so I can raise my prices higher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a way. But yeah. in the same way, I'm like, I don't need to lo- raise my prices higher because now I got volume. And now That's like in, true. in Florida- Because yours is just volume now. It's just volume. And why do I not want franchises? Because everything's coming into Arizona. Everything's coming into one account. It's, it all looks like it's all coming into one house. That makes sense. It's not like, okay, there's a thousand properties over here. Pay Bob. It's all internal. Our can runners you know, are all getting paid from our headquarters here in Tempe. All of our recruiting is done in the headquarters of Tempe. And, and how we track them is the application. We get them, we send them out messages to, to confirm. And now we have about 60 routes a week that we are completing. 760 a week, and you're adding on 600 a month on average? Last month we had 575, yeah. And this, we'll be averaging, our goal this year is to average 625 for the whole month. That's just our goal. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. And last year we were at like 219. And I think what was cool about your thought process on everything you've done is you're reversing it. You're reverse engineering it because I think as a business owner, everyone's problem, a buddy of mine told me this this past weekend, when you're a business owner, every problem is finding business. You knew that wasn't going to be the problem. You knew the problem was going to be who the hell is going to take care of the business. So you reversed it. You said our main priority should be finding can runners because then once you got a pool of them, I add on 600 a month. Easy. Easy. All we're doing is now adding these to this person's route. You're right. And we have, and, and as long as you are communicative with them, and let them know, hey, this is a gig economy. We're not offering, like, we're not promising you. And that's what the term is called? Gig economy? That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Like, I've ne- that's what I'm asking. I um, just never heard of it. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. I had no idea that there was a gig economy. Uh, yeah. Like, how are we going to find people I didn't know there was a term. This? I didn't know it was a term. I didn't know either. Like, how are we going to find, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I think sometimes I have a, a really good friend of mine that, you know, the term analysis paralysis. Yeah. I don't have that. I don't think of anything. <laughs> I just, you know, roll I it. just roll with it and it, it's going to come, I'll figure it out. And like, how good and bad. It's good and bad, but I see problems as coming up with solutions. I don't see problems. I just, every time there's a problem, good. I'll come up with a solution. And that's why like. She's when, a little hiccup. When people come to me with problems, I hate it. It's ick. Cause I'm like, I'll, I'll tell them. Even my wife, she'll say something like, hey, you, are you looking for a solution or are you just venting? I'm like, okay, cool. Vent. So that way I can sit here. I can sit here. <laughs> but my, I, Mine's I, going. But I want to solve. Oh, I can solve this for you. I'll just keep it Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But like, that's just how I go. I, 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 I like to solve people's problems. I don't like people hurting. I don't like people like doing bad. Like, how do I help you? Like, I'm just a giver. Like, I just naturally I like am. That. Like, what do you need help with? I can help you. Do you make an introduction to this person? I can make an introduction. What is it? That's just who I am. And I think that's another reason why your business has just grown 
the minute people try to hog it all and just no. want it all, you don't get nothing. You don't meet those connections. You don't, no. you give, everything just comes right back to you. That's really what it is. And, and that's what we've been able to build a business on. It's just like doing like under promising, over delivering. And the cool thing about Cam Monkey is that, yeah, it's an easy concept. If you're trash recycling on separate days, we're at your property 16 times a month. 16 times a month for $49. But at that point, I'm at your property so much that, you know, you get reliant on us. So you're like, you're seeing us all the time. So even if I mess up one time, you're like, oh, you didn't come last week. 15 times. Come on. But it's that one time. So like, even having that in the very beginning helped us while we scaled. So I like, didn't think about that. Yeah. Two times a week. Yeah. So four times a week, 16 times a month. Yeah. So like in the beginning. Now when you see that price of 50, it's like. 50? Right. Here you go. And so now I'm not <clears> that <throat> we're going to do it, but now it's if I wanted to make more revenue, it's, I have all these options of how to upsell. So, oh, you have a different trash day. Oh, you have extra trash cans. Oh, you have. That's how the poop service does it, yeah. where it's like, oh, I'm already here, but you have two dogs. Right. So there now I'm go. picking up double. There you go. Or, hey, you got three dogs. There you go. Do you want me to leave it in your trash can over the two day span? Yep. Or do you want me to take it? There you go. So like we go in with the 40, starting at 49 for the first trash, first recycling can. I got three trash cans. Oh, $5 extra. So like already there. 49. Yeah, we're already there and they need it. They and, need and it. Most, they're not going to tell you no. And they're not there for the most part. They're like in Washington state, but I have a property here. Oh, and yeah. That's 40% of our market here is vacationers, and, second and, home people. And that's what it is. And, and, and with us, the technology has literally helped us because, and not to put cleaners on blast or anything, but not that they do anything bad, but we get a lot of tattles on cleaners, but not necessarily on purpose. It's more like they're leave. We go to property, take the can back in empty. Cleaners are just leaving that same day. They fill it up and they're like, oh, cans are filled. And it's, I get a call like, you guys weren't there. That doesn't make sense. Let me look into this. Oh, we were there. We took the Check can the back. Take the picture. This. Did anyone check out after that? Oh, yeah, we did check out. Okay. So sometimes the cleaners are the last ones there, and they, and then they don't let us know, or they don't let the client know that they put trash in there. I know, and with so just the properties we manage and clean, we, turnovers are usually Sundays and Mondays. Yep. Trash day in Scottsdale is Monday. Yeah. We go on Monday. If we're there early enough, we'll make it to pull out the trash can. Yeah. If not, that trash is sitting there for a whole week. And say you're there on time, say the trash can to the curb, who's taking it back? And so that's what we found is that everyone has a system or solution. It's probably 50% to 75% at best. And with Cam Monkey. 50. Yeah, that's usually what it is. Oh, the cleaner, the guests are going to do it. Oh, who's going to take it back? Oh, the cleaner's going to do it. Who's going to take it back? You're going to have the cleaner now go back after they just clean no. all day long. They're not going to do it. We won't go back. That's our biggest referral sources are cleaners because they just don't want to do it. Although do it eventually to get the business. And like, all right, this is not even worth it. Anymore. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. We're not doing it. And so that's what really helps us. So they're not, they don't tattle on us, but it just happens in a way like yeah. that where it no, just it makes, like, it's, not, and it's not their fault either. It's just And like, there's just so many aspects of a business that little things have to be taken care of that people don't see. No. Everyone sees the most out of your, everything that happens in an Airbnb thing everybody sees about and that everybody talks about on TikTok, Instagram, whatever it is. I own X amount of Airbnbs and I make X amount of money. Yeah. Why? Because it's sexy. Yeah. That's True. it. True. Do you ever hear somebody saying, hey, I clean 10 Airbnbs? You see anybody saying, I take out HVAC filters for a living? Yeah. No, that's a service we add. Yeah. Is Do you hear anybody saying, hey, we take out cans for a living? Yeah. No, because it's not sexy. And I right. think this is crazy, again, how all this happens because I was having this conversation with my buddy. He does a demo and plumbing company. And he said... In the next five years, right now, 
there's 5,000 plumbers exiting the business and 1,000 plumbers entering the business a year. When you hear that, he said, in five years, I'm going to be able to charge whatever I want. And it makes sense because the kids in our generation, I asked my nephew what he wants to be when he grows up. He wants to be a gamer yeah. on Twitch. Yeah. Have you ever heard someone say, hey, I want to go be a plumber again? Because it's not sexy. Yeah. And it's kids are smart. We can say that they're lazy or whatever, but they're smart. Why go bust your ass in labor when you could work from home playing your video game and make 40,000 bucks a yeah, year? It's true. And I think that's another reason why you've been able to excel so much, but you were able to do it in a way <clears throat> where the competition just wasn't there. And I think you're able to do it when you see the bigger picture of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and, and you're right. And not there was no competition there because we were the ones that doing it. And I always would hope that there was. Yeah. Because I like, look at someone else. It also gives you confirmation of, hey, there is a business of by doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think the more now, I definitely know because we've been doing it for long enough. And, and there's people now doing what we're doing. Yeah. I think maybe like one or two that are in two different states. But for the most part... But it's no, all you. Yeah, like no one's doing. I don't think anyone has over, volume. You yeah, guys no, have. I don't think anyone has over a thousand properties. That's I don't think crazy. Has over five hundred, to be honest. Wow. Because I know all the pain points. Yeah. The pain points at a hundred. The pain points at three hundred. And we met. I met this guy who called me in Austin. He had a couple. I think he had two hundred properties, and he was just trying to see what we were valued and see if I wanted to buy him. I'm like, oh, okay. What's your price? What do you want to pay? Well. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah, you're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, because I, I wouldn't pay what you're going to want because I have all the systems and solutions. I don't need anything you built. I'm going to use my own technology that you don't have. Don't really need you. I don't need you at all. And your prices are lower than what I'm paying. So if I got your proper clients, I'm just going to charge them more anyway. So like maybe they'll leave me. So it's, I don't want to buy you. Yeah. And, and how many do you have? 250. That's great. How long did that take you? Two years. Oh, great. That's about the same time that it took me to get to that number. And right. I'm getting 600 a month now. But now you're right. And that's, but again, we didn't have the technology, we would never been able to do what we're doing. Yeah, I think that's, that's huge. Big, that's Creating biggest, those systems. That's the biggest difference. And even the technology we had before, it was working, but not well. And you reinvested it. And we, yeah, it was not working well. It's like our technology now. Let's talk about yeah. it. Let's talk about the lessons now. So we talk about your journey. We talked about your story. You just are hitting now on the technology. Yeah. If it wasn't for that, you wouldn't be able to get here. Let's talk about as your... I wouldn't say myths. I would say the question probably you get a lot. If you could start all over again, maybe you're talking to a new business owner, starting a new company, maybe an existing business owner that's having trouble growing. What are some lessons? And I know that's a pretty vague question, but maybe the top three lessons that you would say to these people of what to do, what you did wrong, maybe how you could have done better. In, in Canada Curb or in general in business? Say in general business. Because I'm saying Kenneth Kerb, I'd say don't do it. <laughs> and, I, and I keep saying that not to get people out of it. It's just, it's hard. Yeah. Um, I would say in, in general in business. business. In general business, you said earlier, I'm a big reverse engineer. And figure out, A, why are you getting, why are you trying to get into business? What are you trying to do? Is it because you're not happy with your W-2? Do you not have a W-2? Are you trying to- What if you just want to make fucking money? Then reverse engineer. Okay. How much money are you trying to make? <clears throat> Be very specific. You know, so that's huge right now. Yeah. Follow your passion. Do this. Fuck it. I don't know what my passion is, but I know I got three kids and I got to make X amount of money. So uh, a smart goal, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, kindly. Have a reverse engineer that. So you're like, you know what? Uh, I got W2. It pays me 60 grand a year, but I want to make a hundred grand. I want to make $40,000 extra. Okay. 
you're gonna make forty thousand dollars extra in a year. What's that broken up to? Divide by twelve. Okay, I'm gonna need to bring in a thousand two hundred fifty dollars a month. Okay, how would you bring that in? Okay, no, so I'm doing life insurance. I know that each say I sold a million dollar term policy or a million dollar whole life policy that pay me thirty five hundred dollars. Okay, great. So that's just one deal a month. Okay, I gotta do one deal a month. I gotta do one deal a month. Okay, now I'm gonna do that one deal a month. But now I gotta do the work. Okay, now I'm gonna do. And now I'm going to do Facebook. Now I'm going to now, do how many calls? How 20 many? calls maybe convert to five appointments that yep. then only turned into one deal. So then I know for every 20 times I call someone, I'll get five meetings. And out of those five meetings, I'll close one. And that's the number I'd have. Now I know if I have 40, I get 10 and I get two. I 80. I, and I learned that from my real estate buddies. Oh, yeah. It's the same thing. All the wholesalers. All the wholesalers. Know your metrics. Know your numbers. KPIs. KPIs. All that. So it's funny. I go into business now, and I'm like, "What the hell's a KPI again? What the hell's SOP again?" Because <laughs> I never had to do that in title and escrow. I was yeah. a consultant. Like I ran a business that was my business, but really, like, I'm not doing the title and escrow. My no. escrow officers are. I'm not one aspect I'm of the just business. One aspect. So now, <clears> in your actual <throat> business, you got to run all those things, and that's really important. So, but still, it's know what you need to make the money that you want to make. I want to make ten thousand dollars a month, and I'm going to sell this thing for five hundred dollars a piece. Gotta sell a fucking shit ton of those. So like, how many? How are you gonna yeah. sell all those? Like yours, fifty bucks a month. If but, your number was X amount. But then again, real estate was my background. So entitled escrow. So, so Ben and Philip, like they're real estate agents. I was trying to get their business always. But say they were selling twelve homes a year, I have one real estate agent that gave me one deal a month. You know, or I can go to an investor who's doing ten deals a week, right? So it's work smarter, not harder. So I'd rather go after one investor like a Doug Hopkins or Chris Iman that was doing 10, 50, 20 deals. They got to do their business anyway. They have to do the business anyways. Maybe it's volume. Maybe they're getting a little bit lower. Maybe even if you give them a discount. And we would. We give them an investor discount. So there's these things in place. Because either way, it's still going to add up to more than that one one yes. one that you were chasing. Yes. Maybe they do five to equal your one, but yes. they're bringing you 10. Yes. And so then like maybe my... I had always had more orders than everyone, but maybe someone had a higher fee for file because they're doing like Desert Mountain area. And they yeah. Say, but really, I always had the orders. And then from there, it's who are you working with? Oh, I'm working with some top dogs. Okay, I go have a meeting with someone new and they're like, oh yeah, I want to work with you. I need help with XYZ. Oh, have want to have a meeting with my business or one of my clients? Do you know this person? Oh my God, do you know that person? Let me make an introduction. Now I'm introducing you to someone that's going to help you with your business. Your business is going to grow. Made my yourself business. look so much higher so I here. Do that same thing Credibility. I do the same thing in, in what I'm doing now. I, okay. I work smarter, not harder. Why Explain go, it. Why go after homeowners okay. and call 20 homeowners, get one property to sign up? I call a property manager that has 100. Pro- yes. So now that guy's that, that company is actually a great company. But before you call that, and I want to point this out, yeah. because people are going to take that and be like, oh, great, that's smart. Yeah. I think they're missing the, the first part, though. Let's say I gave you a hundred properties. Yeah. Can your infrastructure handle those hundred properties? Because if you don't have your systems, like you said, you can't handle those hundred. Yeah. You're right. And and I'm I never like to say no. Let me look into it. Let me see what I can do. And so I'd be like, oh, you have the hundred properties? Can you send that over to an Excel sheet? Sure. Now I got your hundred properties. Now I put them in. I get all the pertinent information, service days, gate lock, garage code, where the can's located. I get all that information. I put that old school, I put that in MapQuest, whatever, see what it looks like. One property out here, one property out here, 80 right here. Okay, great. Look, I can do these 80 for sure at a really good discount. I can do these other ones, but I'm not going to do an on-demand trash removal because I can't do it. It might be a little bit more expensive. I'll take care of all these for X amount of dollars. Okay, great, cool. Actually, no, I don't care about those ones. I already have a solution already in place. Let's just do these ones. Okay, cool. 
I'll do these 88. Thank you for the 100. You ready to go? Yep. So like, Got good. it. It makes like, sense. I don't go into anything unless knowing, like, I can A, do it, give you what I'm telling you what I can do. Um, and if I have to say no, I'll say no or give you another solution. Okay. Like, so, a, a solution like, makes sense. Yeah, like a solution where it's like, I can't do it for $50, but I can do it for $200. Oh, I can't do it. Okay, sorry. Like, I know it is what gonna, it is. I know you're going to say no. And yeah. I wanted to say no. But if they said yes, it's worth my time now. And if they, they say yes to that, I have a solution. It's going to be on demand trash removal. And I'm going to have to send someone out there. It's going to be $50 a week. I'll break even on it, but I know from these 88, I'm making some money on it. Got it. Oh, that's a good aspect. So number one, top lesson, reverse engineer. Always. Number two, top lesson. Under promise, over deliver. An aspect, you don't want to tell anyone you can do something you can't. You have one first impression, whatever it is. And if you do a good job for them, you do under promise and over deliver. They're going to share that information. It'll grow by itself. Yes, and that's what happened. Like I'm one sale. I'm still the only sales guy at Cam Monkey. I'm still the marketing guy at Cam Monkey. I'm still wearing many hats, even as a CEO. I wouldn't be able to keep scaling the like people. We met with investors recently, and they're looking at our like our cost of acquisition costs and all these things. Like, how is this so low? This is not. You can't do this. How is this so? Low? I'm like, it's me. Yeah, but how are you going to scale this even bigger? I'm like, I, I don't know yet. Like right now, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> but as we're growing, we're right rolling now, with this it. This is what we're doing. I'll probably hire I'll hire a sales guy. The sales guy will come in. I'll tell him exactly what I'm doing. Maybe we do like TV ads down the road. Maybe we do radio ads. We've never done any of that yet. We've done, yeah. done you nothing. grew this without doing none of that. Nothing. All of this has been bootstrapped. All of this has just been me just grinding. And so when people say, Alex, you have four kids. You're married. You weren't making any income. And now you're in all these different states. And you grew these companies. And now like you guys are doing over like, you know, $3 million this year in revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, just off monthly recurring revenue, just from our current clients. Not in loan, that's not including can cleaning, on demand trash removal. You guys do can cleaning now, and, too. Yeah, we've Got been it. doing that as, as extra services. We're already there. You're there. I already see the fo- I have photos. I tell my can runners to take pictures of, I now tell the client, hey, so let you know this can stinks. Do you want us to clean that for you? Oh, God, thank you. Outsource it to a person who has a truck and then does it. So I don't recreate the wheel. I like to, once I can control it, I can manipulate it a little bit. And it's volume. Yeah. Like now, like, I like, like that. Yes, yeah, like even with the on-demand trash removal, I can see all the excess trash. I can see all this stuff. I want to start a butler company. I could do it. I have the can runners. I have I'm already at the property. I can already build around. You have your it. system. That that software is huge. You could yes. now implement that for any business, really. And that's what we're doing. And so now I'm building a software company. So where yeah, I build makes up, sense. I have an application. It's a foundation. It's like a house. So maybe you want the same house. But you want another garage. Yeah. I can change it for you. But for the most part, all this is already here. It's like cleaning companies. Like, yeah, there's different companies out there that you could go and buy the application, but like you now have a chance to have your own application that's white labeled to you, that's built for kind of like what our business is about the same, but I can have yeah. photos, there can be timestamped, uh, there's API connections, you can connect to different like Guesty and Breezeway and all these different companies that are out there that you need to. And so now I'm taking this technology side of the business that I didn't even know really was a thing, and now I'm connecting it. Easy. And it's so now there. I'm connected with Airbnb, for example. So now say you gave me 10 properties and I have those 10 properties on. I can now connect to you if you're on Airbnb and say, oh, you actually have 15 listings and I only have 10. Oh, I forgot about those. Yeah, here's this. So now I can see everything. So being connected with these Airbnbs, I see your calendar. I know when you have check-ins and checkouts, departure dates and arrivals. So now I know that, hey, your trash day is Monday. You have a departure on Thursday, an arrival on Friday. Do you want me to come and do that? I can take care of that. I can do the on-demand trash removal for you. I can schedule it for you automatically. Do you want it? Yep, done. Wow, that's huge. Yeah. Okay, so, so number two, under-promise, over-deliver. Yeah. Number three, 
as we wrap this up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, you put me on the spot. Because you have a lot of life lessons through here, but I, I, I feel like there was a top three that got you here. And I know the top. I already know the three, but I, 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 would I don't say think I, I don't. I would say I would say the third is exactly how you explained it. Jump in. Yeah. And it'll roll the way it's supposed to roll. I was gonna say, don't overthink shit. No, I was going to say be delusionally optimistic. Yeah. And that was like. That's I, huge. And I think that. Like I got I said, you here. It, it got me here. And what you learn from me, you talk to all these different business. And now I'm a CEO, right? I hate that. Now I truly am one. But in the beginning, like when you start your own company, you give yourself a title. You're like, this is silly. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Do it barely doing um, it. The, yeah. But now after I meet with all these different different business owners. Oh, yeah, yeah. And your meetings. Like, oh, yeah. Things you got to connect with. And they're like, oh, wow, you're doing this and this. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, am I really doing a good job? Like It's like that self-limiting belief. Like yeah. the uh, imposter syndrome. I think that I've heard that if you feel like you're imposter syndrome, then that means you're not. Because mm-hmm. that's how you should feel. You should feel like you're out of place. And that's exactly. out of place. That means you're doing something right. I never want to be in the same position as I was before. I want to be evolving in some aspect. And But, but going back to it, yeah, it's just jumping in. And, and what I tell Love people that. now is like the Nike saying, just do it. It's the truest thing. Just do it. What's the worst that's going to happen? You know, you're going to fail. I bet you're going to learn some things from it. You might even meet someone from it. And that connection you just met might turn into something Could else. Something better that maybe you didn't even think about. Or maybe three years later. You never know. It's true. And then now, like, when I look at my life and things that happen and whatnot, like, the real, I just saw Ben from like, some of these things just happen. Like, some of your past life comes back into realigns everything it and does. confirms exactly what you were doing. I'm a big, believer, correct. I'm a big believer in the universe, and we're all connected by the one mind. And as long as you just do good and, and you're putting it, good things out there, you will gravitate to those people who need you. 100%. I, I have some mantras, mantras I say every day. Like I said earlier, like, one of the things is that I'm a beacon of light for those who can't see in the dark. And it's already happened. Time just hasn't caught up yet. Uh, I alluded to that earlier. Uh, yeah. It's like if you just think, look, I already have 10,000 properties. It just hasn't happened yet, but it's there. It's coming. At the end of this year, I'll have 10,000 properties. You just got to believe it. And then when you believe it, it's going to happen. Um, I love that. Yeah. I love that, man. Yeah. You have poured so much into my audience, to everybody here. I know people are going to find value in this. Thank now, you. if, number one, thank you. For taking some time coming out here. I know you're busy. You're CEO. <laughs> and I want you to go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you, where they can find your guys' company, if they have questions, whatever, whether it's Instagram, yep. website, whatever it is. So go ahead and take a look. Yeah. Let them know who you are again and where they can find you. Thank you again. Alex Shapiro, CEO, co founder of Cam Monkey. Our website's cammonkey.com. Go on there, check it out, see if we're in your market. You can sign up a property, get you on a route as soon as possible. I'm on LinkedIn, K period Alexander Shapiro. I'm on Insta, Instagram, Facebook as Alexander Shapiro. Reach out, say hi. If you have any questions, if you're intrigued in what I'm doing, you want to try to do something on your own market, I am an open book. I will tell you what to do. I might say not do it, but at the same time, I will give you uh, all the resources I have as I wish that I had that in the beginning. Just do it. Whatever you're trying to do, it will all work out. Once you commit, the universe will assist. And you just have to truly believe that. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. And again, I hope you guys have found some value in today's show.